When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. So today we have a really bizarre one. I don't know, you know, what to think of it, but I wanted to share it with you guys. I came across an article that states WikiLeaks confirms that the U.S. destroyed an extraterrestrial moon base. It states a document published by WikiLeaks clearly implies the U.S. had a secret base on the moon that was destroyed by Russia, but that's not the entire story. The U.S. destroys an extraterrestrial moon base as well. So in this document that was released by WikiLeaks, it's a cable, and the cables are documents that are interchanged with governments and different government agencies about highly classified data. Now, the headline of this report states, report that you are, basically the USSR, destroyed secret U.S. base on the moon. Now, a lot of this information is was handwritten they state the document was written in hand and was never put into digital format so it only has the details of the document but apparently the date was 1979 uh, january 24th and it was text on microfilm uh, has markings of u.s department of state um, declassified released um, so, you know, this document states it's unclassified or declassified, but yet it came out through WikiLeaks, which usually sends out classified information or information that isn't supposed to get out or hasn't gotten out. Um, so this article, which is on DeshineNewsPost.com, uh, talks about how UFO researcher Scott Waring states on his website that he had been researching WikiLeaks website and found uh, information pertaining to a secret lunar base on, that the United States had destroyed in the late 1970s, but the cable talks about the USSR destroying a, the US, a U.S. base as well. So we have two missions here. One, the USSR destroyed a, U, a U.S. base, and then the US, U.S. destroying an extraterrestrial base. It kind of reminds me of that mission that NASA talked about where they sent up a missile to see if there was water on the moon and to explode, explode it, right? That seemed about as 
crazy or as as much lunacy as you can imagine in a in a story from the government. I mean, who believes that? You know, it just seems so far beyond the realms of natural <laughs> common sense. Um, so, you know, it just seems like BS, and I think that that was one of the missions that they used to attack the moon. Um, so, Waring continues in this story, and he talks about um, how would the U.S. destroy an alien base on Earth's moon without anyone suspecting it? He states that it's easy. Do you remember Apollo's missions? There were supposed to be more than 20 missions. However, NASA suddenly stopped at Apollo 17 to perform some secret black ops missions involving the recovery of extraterrestrial technology and the recognition of alien structures and ships to detect any possible threat to the U.S. Waring, this Scott Waring states that I met a man named William Rutledge in 2011 on YouTube when he uploaded half a dozen videos of the Apollo 20 mission which he participated in. It was a shared mission of the United States and Russia to the moon near, near the Del Porti crater. William and other astronauts recorded their activities on the moon on film, including exploring a cigar-shaped ship, ship in the Del Porti crater. Inside the ship, they found glass tubes along the walls with tiny biped skeletons, only a few centimeters high. Pretty small. They also found a female pilot with hoses connected to her nose, and she was in a coma and appeared to be physically and mentally connected to the ship. She never woke up, but was taken back to Earth. He also recorded a beautiful alien city that was damaged on the moon. Scott states, I think this is the extraterrestrial base that was destroyed by the U.S. They probably destroyed it in a later mission, after recovering all the possible technology that could be returned. Now, why would anybody destroy an alien base? Pretty simple, right? To keep it out of the hands of other countries of the world that would want it. He states that, imagine what would happen if Israel landed a probe on the moon and found a base and publicly claimed that all the contents are property of Israel. Suddenly, it would make Israel a world power, and that can be said for any country. Um, I mean, the U.S. itself, right? I mean, they, they basically take what they want. Um, the United States doesn't want to lose that title. They don't want to deal with the competition of other countries um, that could defeat, defeat them in strange cities and worlds that explore the universe. Although the United States did share those secret Apollo missions with Russia at the time. So, this is what's interesting, is that Rutledge was about 70 years old at the time that... Uh, Warring talked to him and he was he was dying or it felt like he was dying and he wanted to get all these secrets off of his chest so you know we have a lot of these we have that uh was it his name was like william bushing or something like that uh who was like 90 and he had like all these pictures of aliens that he had taken uh and when it had encountered while working with the government cia and dia so i mean these guys are starting to die off and they're wanting to get this information off their chest they want to share it with the world whether you believe them or not, you know, they're willing to share this information with, with us. So that's pretty cool. Um, so what do you think about this one? There, there's a lot to unpack in this one as well. I mean, one, we have the fact that we have two different missions here. We have the U USSR destroying our apparent 
base on the moon and then us destroying an extraterrestrial base on the moon. Who and why? I mean, did we piss off the Russians and they, they blew us up? I mean, obviously we did something wrong. What did we do? Did we say we were going to keep the extraterrestrial base for ourselves and they can't use it, so they're going to blow up ours? I don't know. Who knows, right? Anything's possible. Nothing's really been been disclosed to us, um, with the exception of a few whistleblowers. But the other really interesting thing is they found, at least they say, they found a cigar-shaped craft with these glass tubes with small bipedal creatures in them, only about a few centimeters high. Are those baby creatures or baby aliens of what was piloting the ship? They stated it was a female pilot. They didn't say what she looked like, whether she was human or humanoid or, um, you know, or different species altogether um, that doesn't resemble humans. So... But they did say that there were wires going through her nose, uh, and she seemed to be physically and, and mentally connected to the ship, which is very common in these these spaceships. They have to be mentally connected as well as physically connected. It's not like just pulling around a joystick or driving a car with a steering wheel. They have to be mentally connected to these ships. Why? We don't really know. One theory is that they have to be connected to it in order to navigate space, so that the ship doesn't crash into um, some comet, or maybe they need to be connected to it because the ship itself has to be alive in order for it to function correctly, to interact with its environment correctly. Um, Or maybe there's a totally separate reason that we haven't even discovered yet, a reason that's even more phenomenal than we can even realize. That's the true mystery here and the true magic of... Of, of this life and of this, of this, uh, you know, phenomenon that we study is that there's so much to question that, you know, it, it just, it, it never ends, you know, but it's fascinating to think about. Um, when we think about having to be connected to these ships, we think about like David Adair's story where he went into the basement of Area 51. They asked him to look at one of their ships. He stated that this thing had wires all over it, except it wasn't a ship. It was a engine of a ship. And the engine was the size of a city bus. Huge. And he stated that this engine had wires all over it um, that looked like fiber optics. And he stated that it looked like a brain. And that it looked very similar to how a brain would operate. And so inside was very different. It had all these different um, you know, colored tubes, colored crystals, I should say, um, that powered the ship as well, or powered the, powered the engine. Um, but that all these these fiber optics were all over this engine and had to go throughout the ship as well. Um, and then maybe we're connected to the uh, the pilots of that ship. You know, and that's like the fascinating thing is that he went down there in 74. Um, these, you know, the Apollo missions happened in 1670s. So, you know, it's right along the same timeline. You know, could could he have been exploring the same kind of ship that they found on the moon and maybe did they bring some of the some of that ship back? Maybe did they bring that engine back from from that ship? You know, I mean seriously. I mean they don't need the entire ship, but they do need the engine to figure out how to do faster than light travel, or you know faster than our travel, um, so that they can go explore, maybe find free energy. And so that's why we have you know the energy thing is so important. You know we. Once you start to gather all this information, it all starts to make sense. We have the story from my very first podcast about Jason Wagant or Jonathan Wagant, uh, the Marine in 1997 who was down in Peru. 
And as he was down there, he was a Marine. They were just sent out on a six-hour mission, a six-hour drive to this mission to see this UFO, to find out what happened, to see if it was friendly or not. And once they got down there, he was able to see it and communicate with it telepathically with the individuals, the aliens that were inside the ship. They were asking him to help him. But he also mentioned the fact that there were DOE, Department of Energy, uh, folks at the top of the ridge once he got back up there and was being yelled at for going down there in the first place, which was his mission. So why was he getting yelled at by the Department of Energy? Why was he locked away for 24 hours, handcuffed and interrogated by his own military for doing nothing wrong except for obeying orders um, and being a Marine and going down there and doing what he was supposed to do with other, other uh, Marines, especially his commanding officer? was down there his sergeant was down there he was just he was just a corporal so you know it's like <laughs> it's like who the hell's running the show here you know who's running the show is it the department of energy because apparently they're there and uh well the marines were there too and um you know it just goes to this power struggle of who's in control who, who's doing what why are they doing it um it seems as though energy is a very important factor in this alien phenomena now what's interesting about energy is that they don't want us to light off these nuclear weapons because apparently through these reports they're causing damage to the universal fabric they're causing damage to other planets that aren't even near us which seems crazy right it seems like they, they're like um, I don't know how they can be damaging it other than like damaging like the fabric of space-time itself, you know? And, like, wouldn't that be fasc fascinating if we found out, you know, that by dropping these nukes that, that were dropped, you know, like in, in Hiroshima, um, that they actually created some sort of time-space warp or time-space damage. Um, you know, a lot of these... UFO sightings, the, the, the tin hat, top hat, silver UFO sightings happened right after we started with the nuclear technology and exploding nukes out in the desert and testing them out. And then after World War II, right, the Foo Fighters, not the band, but all these Foo Fighters started showing up and were seen by all these, these uh, pilots, you know, during World War II as well. So they have a strong interest in what we're doing with energy. Energy is very important to their purpose, their safety and they're very concerned about what we're doing with it that's why we have all of these other instances like the rendlesham forest case where they had nukes on base in 1980 in the rendlesham forest in the uk and this aircraft was going over it was hovering over where these these uh very secretive very uh high, highly classified bunkers holding these nukes were located and nobody knew about it except for the uk u.s uh, base and the commanders were very terrified about this you know they were like why is this thing you know shooting lights down and trying to find what's going on you know try to find our weaponry um they want to know you know they want to know where this stuff is located they want to know what we have and how much we have of it and, and they've even gone as far as to destroying uh test test nukes in the air you know um basically rendering them incapable of having a nuclear explosion in midair uh, with their weaponry. So, 
you know, as much as it seems like we're in control of ourselves, it seems like they're really in control of what's going on. And is it even an alien species or is it us from the future trying to protect ourselves from killing ourselves? You know, there's, there's just so many questions out there, you know, um, when you put all these stories together, that's a lot of it makes sense. And a lot of it starts to, starts to creep towards the whole energy power issue, as well as, you know, make, making sure that we don't light off nukes, but also who has the power and who maintains the power. And then we're also apparently working with different species in our underground bases as well for, you know, philosophical, questions as well as historical questions and maybe they're doing some time travel and time travel could be you know a whole new ball of wax so nonetheless very interesting stuff um you know we could go on and on about this at you know ad nauseum but i tell you what i mean it's just you know each new story lends credence to every previous story it's almost like stepping up stairs you know each stair builds upon itself or every time remember learning math or learning biology you had to learn one plus one before you learn two plus two and so on each piece of the puzzle we learn adds to the previous knowledge that we have and it just makes it clear as day for the folks that, that actually research here so Hopefully you guys continue to do your own research. Hopefully you guys uh, watch documentaries, watch uh, investigations, watch interviews. Learn what you can now uh, before these guys who experienced it, you know, in the past pass away. You know, and we have to tra- we have to transmit or you know uh, pass on this information to the next generation. So. I guess I'm doing that here, but, you know, we all need to do it together. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hopefully you guys are taking care of your physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, you know, take, take care of yourself by continuing to follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. These days it may seem as though some of our dreams kind of have gone by the wayside. With everything going on but you know what stay strong get back on the horse work at it work at it you know day by day you'll be able to get stronger and stronger as you work towards your goals and as always continue to question the universe around you peace love and light to you guys lockdown universe out.